This is an ABC podcast. Kaya, nan curl Millie Rose, nan mudich curling. Hi, I'm Millie Rose. I'm a fierce girl. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies from here on Noongar country and from wherever you are listening. We respect the elders of the past and present. This is the story of the girl who is a disease detective, Meiru Shiel, read by author and political commentator Jamila Risby. Meiru looked up from her maths homework. What are they talking about on the TV? She asked. Her mum put on her serious face. They're talking about protecting children, she said, from a virus called polio. Polio. Meiru had overheard that word in the grown-ups' hushed conversations. If you catch polio, it can damage your nerves and muscles, and it can even make you paralysed, Meiru's mum said. That means you might not be able to move parts of your body. Some people with polio have trouble walking or can't walk at all. Meiru knew someone like that, a girl. She was a few years older than Meiru and she walked with calipers, stiff metal braces on her legs. Did that girl have polio? Meiru asked. Her mum nodded. Can she be cured? Meiru's mum shook her head. There is no cure for polio she said, but it can be prevented with a vaccine. That's a type of medicine that protects us from catching diseases in the first place. The polio vaccine comes in drops. Durbund zindagiki. Two drops for life. Meiru could practically feel the curious cogs turning in her brain. So if everyone in India had their vaccine, there would be no polio, she said. So we should all have vaccines for all diseases all over the whole wide world. Vaccines sounded like solutions to Meru, solutions to sickness. She imagined what it would be like to be a grown-up scientist, mixing sickness solutions in test tubes to keep everyone in the whole wide world healthy. And Meru knew she had to help. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fiji. The local time is 10am. For your safety and comfort... Meiru peered out the airplane window at the empty deck chairs dotted around Fiji's famous resorts. A cyclone had flattened villages, leaving them with no clean water, and that meant one thing in Meiru's mind. Disease. So while tourists were flying out in droves... Meiru was flying in. Hello, I'm Meiru Shiel, disease detective reporting for duty. When Meiru grew up, she learned that prevention was better than cure, but that vaccines were just one part of the sickness solution. Someone needed to investigate where diseases came from, tracking them right to their source. Then... 
they needed to find clues and follow patterns to understand how the diseases spread. Once they knew more about how the diseases worked, they had to figure out how to stop it. Vaccines were an option, but someone had to invent them, make them, pay for them, and then they had to convince millions of people to take the medicine. It was a lot. But Meiru was the perfect person for the enormous job. She was a field epidemiologist, a.k.a. disease detective. She ticked off the dangerous diseases threatening Fiji. It was like the world's deadliest shopping list. Influenza, check. Diarrhea, check. Zika virus, check. Dengue fever, check. Then she got busy. I'll need to comb through the local clinics, interviewing doctors and nurses, Meru said. I'll analyse the data and patterns and figure out what we need to do to keep everyone safe. Sickness didn't scare Meru. She'd spent years learning everything she could about how to keep communities healthy. Now it was a race between spreading her knowledge and stopping the spread of disease. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to American Samoa. The local time is 12 noon. When American Samoa had an outbreak of elephantiasis, she rushed straight there. Hello, I'm Meru Sheil, disease detective, reporting for duty. It was called elephantiasis because if you had it, parts of your body would swell to 10 times their usual size, or even bigger, and your skin would thicken and harden like the leathery texture of an elephant. This is an interesting case, Meru said. She knew the disease came from tiny worms that were implanted in humans by pesky mosquitoes. We can't kill every single mosquito, Meru said. There's millions. But we can use medicine to kill the microscopic worms they deposit in people's bloodstreams. But before she could get the medicine to those who needed it, Meru needed to figure out exactly how many people had been infected with the wriggly worms. And to do that, she needed something personal and precious. She needed their blood. Meru's team of five Samoan women knocked on doors across the country. We're conducting a health survey. Have you had any swelling? We're going to need a blood sample, please. Meiru pored over numbers and results, searching for clues to explain how and why the disease was spreading so suddenly. We need to go into the schools, she said. We need to test the children. The Samoan people answered Meiru's call. Thousands of children bravely lined up with their families and teachers. This will be over in a jiffy. You're very brave. One, two, three. Just a little sting. Meiru and her team worked from dawn until midnight, until they'd tested more than 4,000 people. And of all those fingers they pricked for blood, only one child shed a tear. 
one in 4,000, Mayru said. Not a bad result. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dominica. The local time is... When a hurricane tore through Dominica, Mayru rushed to the Caribbean. Hello, I'm Mayru Shiel, disease detective reporting for duty. The island nation was in the grip of a gastro outbreak. Entire families were struck down, dehydrated, in pain and needing help, urgently. But there was no electricity and Mayru desperately needed to find the source of the outbreak and figure out exactly who had the virus. She needed to collect stools, human poo, for testing. There's no time to waste, she said. I'll put the stool samples in buckets of ice and drive them to the lab myself. Mayru had gone from epidemiologist to poo delivery driver. I'm on the case, she said. We're all in this together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tonga, where the local time is 4pm. When measles broke out in Tonga, Mayru rushed to the scene. Hello, I'm Mayru Shiel, disease detective reporting for duty. But 24 hours later, measles wasn't Tonga's only worry. Mayru took a call about a new, mysterious disease, one that was threatening the whole wide world. Mayru, we need you to pivot to a new mission. Tonga needs protection from a potential pandemic. It's called coronavirus a.k.a. COVID-19. Mayru rolled up her sleeves. Right, let's start with the basics, she said. We need to think about border control, entry screening, quarantining, surveillance, contact tracing. Mayru's Tongan friends looked at her, wide-eyed. I'm on the case, she said. We're all in this together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Papua New Guinea. Weeks later, Mayru rushed to Papua New Guinea on the same mission. Hello, I'm Mayru Shiel, disease detective reporting for duty in the battle against coronavirus, aka COVID-19. Mayru gathered the country's most important people, from doctors to hospital bosses, even the Prime Minister. Um... Attention, please, she said. I'm here to present the evidence about how this disease might spread and how we can stop it. We're going to need hand sanitizer, lots of hand sanitizer. We're going to need face masks, lots of face masks, places for people to lock down. There'll be lots of lockdowns. The officials looked worried. It's okay. I'm on the case, Mayru said. We're all in this together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Australia. The local time is 9am. Associate Professor Mayru Shiel, reporting for duty. When Mayru isn't in the middle of a crisis, she's home in Australia, researching sickness solutions and preparing for the next international emergency. But her biggest obstacle isn't disease or disaster. It's old-fashioned, jealous men. A woman can't lead this project. Your name can't be on this report. 
I refuse to let a young woman tell me what to do. Their petty attitudes make Meru's blood boil. I can lead this project. My name will be on the report and you must listen to me. Meru persists because she knows sickness solutions are bigger than just one person, one country or one vaccine. And she has to help for the health and happiness of the whole wide world. I'm on the case, she says. And we're all in this together. Hello, my name is Jamila Rizvi and I am an author and speaker based on Wurundjeri country here in Melbourne. I loved having the opportunity to read Mayru's story because we're all living through this complex and sometimes scary time with the coronavirus pandemic. And I love seeing all of the women scientists and epidemiologists and doctors and leaders on the news all of the time, making me feel safer and telling us all what we can do to fight the virus. I've also got a kid of my own, Ruffy, who when he grows up wants to be a doctor or scientist. And I loved reading this story because I got to think about him and all the kids that might be listening right now who when you grow up, I know are going to do more of this important work, keeping the rest of us safe. This episode was recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay our respects to the elders, past, present and emerging. Did you know you can play Fierce Girls through your smart speaker? Just tell it what you want to hear. Say, hey, smart speaker, play Fierce Girls podcast. Sure, here's the latest episode of Fierce Girls. (laughs) And if you're a teacher, why not bring the lessons of Australia's Fierce Girls into your classroom? We have a bunch of educational resources that go along with the show. They're on our website at abc.net.au slash fiercegirls. Over and out.